I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hi, friends. This is Heather, your Chaos Coordinator, and thank you so much for listening. I'm super excited to get this thing launched, and I wanted to introduce myself to you for those of you who may not know who I am. So I am the CEO and founder of Chaos and Cookies. We keep moms from crumbling, so to speak. And my goal is to equip and empower women to be more self-sufficient and plan for the unexpected and have the confidence to be able to step away from the house in case of an emergency or in a time of fun and have that, you know, confidence and ease of mind that things can continue to function while you're not present. So I am a mom of three kiddos. I have a six-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old right now, and I have my my hands full. They are wonderful and just so much fun, but so much work, right? And I'm also a wife to a husband who typically travels every other week of the month uh, pre-pandemic, and I know it'll pick back up here at some point, but typically I'm home on my own with the kids for the most part, at least during the week. And I am from Houston, Texas, and if you're familiar with that area, really from Spring, Texas, and I grew up there my whole life until I was 18 and ventured off to Tampa, Florida to go. Well, the goal was to play soccer for the university of Tampa, but unfortunately I was injured very early on in my college career and discovered I had a genetic spinal condition called spondylolisthesis and that's stress fractures of the vertebrae and the slippage as well. And so I have been battling that since 2003, and we are now in 2020. It's a big part of my journey. I'm not going to kind of go into it in too much detail today, but it is a big part of why I am where I am today. But to go back in uh, to the traveling husband, that's really what started chaos and cookies because I was home at the beginning with just, you know, my first and second child at the time. And I was getting out of the corporate world. I have 10 plus years of marketing and sales background. I used to sell in the legal industry and built two businesses from scratch pretty much. And I loved sales and marketing. I really loved the hustle and the bustle and entertaining and having that purpose. And I know most 
women who are moms had something before they became mom. Some still work. Some give up their career to become stay-at-home moms. Some quit their careers and go off on, you know, do some sort of side hustle like an MLM or a different type of business or they start their own venture. Kind of like me, I left the corporate world because I wanted to spend more time with my kids. It was also getting to the point where there was just so much going on. My oldest at the time was in very intense speech therapy because he had no words and it took up a lot of time. And with a baby at home, my daughter, and it with my husband not around, I fortunately did have some help Because of my back condition, I was unfortunately unable to do the day-to-day tasks. I wasn't able to give baths every day. I wasn't able to get them out of bed or pick them up when I needed to off the ground because some days were better than others. The hunching over was very painful, and I unfortunately needed help when my husband was at home. I needed someone to do the heavy lifting literally for me because I just couldn't do it. And it's really hard to not be able to do that for your kids and feel like a full parent, especially when you're the only one at home. And then trying to carry the load of everything else. I mean, we had three dogs. I think at the time we had a fourth dog and we had moved into a new home trying to get that settled. And it was just really hard times. And even with help, that makes parenting very difficult because I am the parent, the nanny, babysitter, mommy helper, whatever you want to call them. Yes, helpful. But I'm still managing that person. And I, they're not mom. They're not dad. They're not a parent. So they're a buddy. So they can listen To them, but you know, it's just basically another job for me to do. And as I fell into the stay-at-home role, I we had another child. I had my third back surgery four months postpartum with my third child, and that was extremely difficult to try and juggle. The surgery and the recuperation. And for those of you who don't know, with spinal surgeries, you can't bend, lift, or twist for three months. And you can't lift anything more than I think five to 10 pounds. It always changes. But I had an eight pound baby at birth. So (laughs) how do you not carry your baby? I was nursing. How do you not hold the baby? So there was a lot of things that went into trying to nurse a newborn who was going through a four month sleep regression. And I had an incision in my, in my back and in my front. And my husband had to actually step up and do some baby stuff. He had never done night duty ever, ever. I know ladies, you probably think I'm crazy. Uh, but that was my mentality at the time was I'm nursing and why would you need to get up? I'm going to be up anyway, whether you're feeding the baby or not, because I have to pump if I'm not feeding, right? So he actually did have to 
get up in the middle of the night and pick up the baby and hand me the baby and then put the baby back down to sleep. And during a four month sleep regression, he was up every hour. So that was fun. And then, you know, the mom guilt kind of gets in. And then I started, you know, feeling like I could sneak out of bed and do it myself because he didn't hear because it's dad and dad doesn't hear all the sounds mom hears. And probably it wasn't the smartest thing, of course, but you know, that's one of those things where you just like, it's better off if I do it on my own. And so with that mentality kind of came my chaos control system that I have created with chaos and cookies. So after I've recuperated, I'm now pain-free. I just hit my three-year mark since surgery, which is super exciting because I was released. I fell into health and wellness about a year and a half ago when I came out of corporate, my kids were now starting to go into school and preschool. So they weren't really home during the day and me liking to work and do, do, do. I was looking for something. I was depressed because I feel like I had some, maybe some postpartum. I was lonely because my husband was traveling again. And then now I have no children at home and the nanny isn't coming until in the afternoon because that's when I need the help. So it's a very lonely time. And so I came across a health and wellness program that I loved after following it and partaking and participating and became a coach. So I was able to start a little bit of a side business. It was health and wellness. It's what I went to school for. My parents were thrilled that I was actually putting my degree into practice because sales and marketing was not what I went to school for, but it obviously serves me well. It's what I love. And it really kind of got me out of my rut. It really helped me maintain my spinal health and overall health. And it led me down this path to helping moms in just another way other than health, physical fitness, nutrition. So with life, there's no manual that comes with it, especially with our children, right? Don't we wish that we had a manual that came with life? And so I figured, you know what, it would be so great if we had some sort of detailed book that someone could reference where all the things in mom's head, mental loads, things that you don't even think you know that you know on paper. So something would happen or you wanted to go out and have a life or go out for a drink with the girls without being bombarded with text messages every six minutes, I think is, is freedom and it's worth exploring. I mean, when my husband would stay home, he traveled. He didn't really know the ins and then the outs. I mean, he knew enough because they're his kids, but for the most part, I mean, I, that was me and I would always just do it myself because it's easier for me to do it than him. Right. Cause it's always easier for us to do it instead of maybe watching your kids try to learn how to cut their chicken. It's like, Oh, just let me do it. It gets faster. Right. Is it going to teach them how? No. <laughs> but do you really want to wait the 20 minutes for them to cut a piece? No. But, it, it, you know, there's a balance there and you kind of have to relinquish some control a bit. And so this was kind of a way to relinquish control without really uh, being uninformative to a certain extent. So a friend of mine on social media, we grew up together together 
she tragically lost her husband and she had young kids that are around the ages of mine. And when I was watching her journey of what was going on with her and her husband, and she was at the hospital with him, I just kind of like took a step back and thought, what stress she must be feeling, what worry, because she can't be home with her kids, making sure everything isn't skipping a beat and trying to keep a sense of normalcy, I'm sure, uh, while she's, you know, in the hospital with her sick spouse. And what does that look like? How many times is maybe her mom or mother-in-law, whomever is um, helping her, asking her questions, trying to figure out what to do, uh, trying maybe to do it on their own without asking her, but then it's kind of creating more problems and she doesn't have the peace of mind because maybe she's wondering what's going on, right? So I was just thinking, like, what if it was just kind of all written down beforehand? Because of what I gather, it was very sudden, this illness that just came on. Obviously, when things like this happen, we just don't plan for it. It just happens. And just like this pandemic, right, it just kind of happened overnight and our lives are changed. You didn't see it coming. Wouldn't you like to be prepared the next time, whether it be a pandemic or an illness, whatever the case may be. And so one of my sitters who I had hired came over and started writing everything down putting schedules together, like how I do my things, like how she likes it, how, what day she's going to do the laundry, what this, that, right. Writing everything down, very organized. I didn't really see it much because of the generation where it's all on their phones, but she was writing it all down and putting it in a place. And I was asking her what it was. She goes, Oh, it's just my little notebook that I'm keeping with the kids schedules and like how you like things. So I don't have to ask you all the time. I can just kind of reference it. And that's where it kind of came like, that's great. And so it ended up morphing into this huge thing where it's not just day-to-day schedule. It's finances, grocery shopping, car maintenance, who to call if there's a leak, where the main water valve is in the house in case there is a leak and you can't call a plumber and you can't call your husband to ask or he's not home. So you have to be a little bit more self-sufficient. And that's kind of all where it kind of came to be. There were things that I didn't really know or I've learned on my own and learning how your home works. Because if you're running your household as a woman, but you don't know how it functions, it, it doesn't really make sense, at least to me. I feel like you should know the ins and outs of your home because if your husband or a person that doesn't do or who does do the things like the plumbing or the fix-its or changes the air filters and something were to happen to him or in my world, my husband's on the road, I can't just pick up the phone at 2 o'clock on a Thursday because he's in New York in a meeting, closed door, and he can't answer my question. And if it's of essence, time of the, you know, it's like time sensitive, that's a problem. So if it was written down for me, I would be able to reference it, maybe not panic so much. And that would be kind of, you know, a good guide for me. Sense of, uh, you know, peace for him that I have everything I need and that the things are going to, you know, the house will still be standing when he comes home from his trip. 
But you got to think about all those things. And when you're a stay-at-home mom, you are not just mom, you're dad, you're everything. It's Fort Knox, right? You, you, that's your house and you should know how it runs. It shouldn't be left up to, I don't know how that works. So be okay with that, I guess. It's, that's how, how I am. So I do everything. I change the air filters. I program all the televisions. I set the sprinkler system. I maintenance the pool. If there's a problem with the pool, I figure it out or I deal with the pool person. All these things, right? And I try to save money while doing it. I don't touch electric and I don't touch plumbing if it's a major thing because those things can just bleed money and kill you at the same time. So I kind of stay away from those things, but I do have the numbers handy. I know where the main shutoffs are in case there's a plugged up garbage disposal. I know how to turn it off. Like Google is wonderful. YouTube is wonderful. Not everyone has the luxury of sifting through all those things and finding the model numbers. So if you have a generalized idea of what to do, it can either A, save you a lot of money and stress because you were able to kind of uh, uh, take care of it immediately. Or maybe it is something that's simple and your husband, spouse, partner can take care of it when they get home, but you can temporarily do something about it until they do instead of trying to call a plumber and then getting charged an emergency fee because everything is an emergency when there's a plumbing issue. Am I right? (laughs) And so if it's something you can save yourself money and time and maybe buy yourself some time, I think that's very helpful as well. That's kind of how it all came to be. I wanted to make this also accessible digital and by paper I'm a pencil and paper type of gal. I like to write things down. People look at me like I have six heads. Like, why are you writing it down? Just take a note in your phone. I like I like paper. And there's two things about having it both ways. Because if it's just digital, say, technology fails. If that's your only copy or the app goes down or whatever the case may be, or you don't have the password to get into the information because someone else, it's someone else's, like, how are you supposed to help? But then on the other hand, you've got like your paper copy, say like I had a friend of mine's house burned down a couple of years ago. And if that were the only copy and they didn't have a digital backup, then all of it's for nothing. And you can't reference it in that emergency. All that info is in there that's now burned to the ground. So I wanted to be able to make it accessible for all both ways and also make it kind of a one time deal, type it all out, print it out. And then if something changes, cause that's life, you can just go and change the information and then print out that piece or section and shove it in. And you're not reinventing the wheel because think about how many times you write down instructions for say a sitter because you're going out to dinner. And then when you get home, what do you do with that piece of paper? You throw it away. You don't keep it. So then the next time you have to go, you have to write it out all over again. And it probably wasn't a lot of time between then and now, and things probably didn't change much. 
And so you're just kind of reinventing the wheel. So why not just have kind of something already made? And then if there's some tweaks and it goes super granular to the point where if your toddler likes to go down and needs to go down between like seven and seven Oh five, and he's going to fuss for five minutes. So don't worry. He likes his sound machine on a level four and his door cracked three inches. I mean, super specific that only you would know and that you don't really think about. And you try to, maybe it's not this, you know, obviously it's not mommy putting the baby down, but if you can make it close, maybe the transition to sleep to the new person or the sitter might be a little easier on the child, on the sitter, on the situation. And it takes a lot of time to put it all down, but think about on how much time it'll save you later or how much even peace of mind it'll give you because my friend who was at the hospital, if she would maybe had something in place and I plan for the worst and I know it's morbid, but you just don't know. My husband travels. He could God forbid the plane goes down, he gets hit by a bus, like has a heart attack or a coronary and just drops dead. Like you just don't know. It's awful. But like if I don't have all that information or if say she had all that information somewhere, maybe that would give her a little bit more peace of mind where someone could open up to page six and not skip a beat, know where the soccer cleats are and what parent they could call for carpool or whatever the case may be to help out or an allergy to something or a way like maybe the dog takes medication and only can take it at these times and you can't skip because this is what's going to happen and what to look for. You know, every little minute detail you can think of, I've put in and I'm probably skipped some and maybe it's a little crazy. Maybe it's a little excessive, but I feel like the more information, the better. And if you don't have to use it, awesome, <laughs> right? But it's their security blanket for those days that it would might come in handy because you just don't see these things coming. So that is kind of how Chaos and Cookies came to be. I really wanted to give a tool to women, moms, so they were able to step away, whether it be by choice or by emergency, and have that peace of mind. Because mom is just simply a title that we wear. We are, it's not us completely. It does not make us who we are, and that's not our job. Yes, it's a, it's a job, but we all have interests. We all have things that we've done before we became parents and spouses. And wouldn't it be nice to kind of dip back into that and find what makes us happy. Like, did you like to go to concerts before you got married? And now you don't get to because all of your days are sing-alongs and kid songs. And maybe you want to go listen to some adult music. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That probably will make you feel better. And there's so much more that goes into health and wellness other than just like fitness and nutrition. I mean, there's mental space. There's just the simple fact of like just getting like your closet in order, right? You can find things that saves time. Frustration makes makes me happy when things are organized. 
And so you'll learn that you'll learn organization tips and scheduling tips and why I think it's important. And, uh, also how I fail at things and brainstorm on how to do better. And so that's what you will learn listening to this podcast is tips, tricks, being more efficient. And some of my stuff I do is a little unorthodox, but Hey, it works for me. And so it might work for you too. And if it doesn't work for you, you, maybe it'll spark some inspiration to, to figure out a way for you to do it a different way. So that is me in a little bit of a nutshell and a little bit of a tangent on why I feel it's important. And so I hope you guys enjoyed listening and I will catch you guys next time on the chaos and cookies podcast. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with follow the crumbs, to the Facebook group, or visit the chaos and cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.